Morning again. I've called today's message, Strength Will Rise As We Wait Upon the Lord. You notice we sung about that earlier today. Well, waiting. Is that something everyone looks forward to? I think it's safe to say most of us don't. (laughs) I'm sure we all have stories to tell where we were waiting and waiting and waiting some more for such a long, 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 a long time. Here is one of my favourites. Getting stuck in a traffic jam. Doesn't it always happen when you're in a rush or you've got to be somewhere on time? I remember a classic one getting stuck on the freeway between Mount Barker heading towards Bridgewater. I could have got out and walked faster. But I managed to turn around on one of the emergency crossovers, even though you're not really supposed to. And isn't it a wonderful feeling when you're set free to go at a normal speed again? So I went back to Mount Barker and took the back road that goes through Harndorf, thinking I'll be fine going this way. It's happened before. And then just out of Mount Barker, just past the dump at Windmill Hill, suddenly I'm back to walking pace again. All the way to Harndorf, all the way through Harndorf, and out the other side to Verdun. And then as I'm going along and I look across, because I'm going so slow, and there was plenty of stops along the way as well, I can see, oh, there's the cars going on the freeway. I can see the banked up section, then I followed it along. Oh, there's where the blockage is. Oh, there's that truck I was behind, and it's just past the blockage. (laughs) Oh, dear. I made the wrong decision, and I took the wrong road. Oh, dear. I should have stayed on the road I was originally on. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Wouldn't it be great to be able to see the road ahead and know which road to take. If only we had some way of knowing. Well, the great news is that if we trust in God and follow where he's leading us, he can reveal what direction to take and what lies on the road of life ahead of us. Now, sometimes he doesn't reveal the way ahead and he always has a good reason for it. And we need to trust him even more during those times to make it through the fog into a clearer day. Often these are the times we will need to wait on the Lord, which leads us to where we're going today. As we wait for the Lord, he will build and renew our strength and faith in him through his spirit to accomplish all he has planned for us. I'll just repeat that again. As we wait for the Lord, He will build and renew our strength and faith in him through his spirit to accomplish all he has planned for us. And the scriptures that I believe illustrate this, in Psalm 27 verse 14, it says, Wait patiently for the Lord, be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. Where it says, be brave and courageous, some translations have, be strong and let your heart take courage. It's a time to regroup and be encouraged. But also Isaiah 40 verse 31. 
But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. The word trust is also translated as hope. So, But those who hope in the Lord or trust in the Lord will find new strength. But probably the most translations actually have weight. That those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. So what does waiting mean? There are different types of waiting and God will decide what's best for us. Sometimes waiting can be a very serious thing and even desperate. Like when you're sick, waiting for a doctor, they seem to take longer than normal. Um, Has a doctor ever been running on time? And how can they be running so far behind when on the first appointment of the day? Or worse, you could be waiting six hours in the emergency department for the doctor to look at your sick child or waiting for emergency services to arrive after some kind of trauma or disaster. I'm sure some of us remember the story of Stuart Diver who was stuck for nearly three days in the rubble of his house in the freezing snowfields in Threadbow after a landslide and he couldn't get to his wife who was also still alive but passed away while they were waiting for emergency services to free them. Also tragically, not tragically to start with, but Stuart remarried later and after that he was married for three years, his, his second wife passed away from breast cancer. And yet, when asked about his life, he has... He says, my life has been a positive life and I wouldn't change it because of the times, the special times I had with my wife and he does have a beautiful young daughter as well. Waiting for someone to pass away can be extremely hard. I remember when I was young and I had singing lessons. My singing teacher's husband, she was an older lady but she told me about how her husband had a disease where his body slowly stopped working gradually over a period of nine years before he passed away and she was right there with him through it all. Her love and care for her husband was a true reflection of the love that she knew and received from her saviour Jesus. But sometimes waiting can be a real blessing If there's something we're looking forward to on the other side, we're often quite prepared to wait because of what we're looking forward to. For example, I remember when I was young, I had to wait two and a half hours before Paul McCartney played at Adelaide Oval because his plane was stuck in fog in Sydney. He thought he would just fly in on the day. (laughs) And even the backup singer... um, Uh, Normally they have a lead-up act. She'd already started before we even got in there. Um, And it was worth the wait because it was the best concert I ever saw. Or when our family's returning from overseas, it takes ages for them... Well, it seems to. It seems to take ages for them to get off the plane, collect their luggage, get through customs before we can finally see them again. 
And what about an expectant mother who is struggling through labour pains waiting for the birth of her baby? As soon as the baby is born, the anxiety fades and the pain recedes to the background because our focus has shifted to our wonderful and amazing new baby. This is why the writer in Hebrews urges us to shift our focus to Jesus who perfects our faith and endured the cross because of the joy that was waiting for him. There's no doubt that waiting can test our patience like bad drivers do and I have been known to freely offer them some advice. But God puts us into situations where we learn to put into practice the principles he's trying to teach us and the Christ-like characteristics he's trying to develop within us, such as patience. So when we're praying for patience, he doesn't say, right, there it is, you've got it now and you'll be patient with everyone. He puts us into circumstances that will try our patience, that we need to learn to, to be patient. So what better way to practice that than having to wait in a long line or remain calm while dealing with someone difficult. But I know for me, whenever I'm waiting, it feels like I'm wasting time because it seems like I'm not doing anything worthwhile or productive. I think most people like to feel their life is moving forward and going somewhere. But what if you don't know where you're going? For example, if you're out on a walk in the bush and you don't think about the direction you're heading, you can get lost and disorientated very easily. But what if you do know where you're going? It's still really important to prepare for the trip. And if Phil's going on a trip, he'll be able to tell you all about what you've got to do to prepare for a trip going across the desert. So if you're heading through the desert, there's specialist equipment that will be needed. Not normally for when things go right, but to prepare for any eventualities that may occur. So my first suggestion would be to go and see someone that knows the way and also knows what you need to successfully complete the journey. And in our church life, that person is Jesus. So it's really important to know where you're going, otherwise we can end up just going around in circles or marching purposefully off in the wrong direction. Does that make any sense? I hope it does. So if we translate this concept into our church context, we may have some really great ideas and thoughts about what we should do, but if we are poorly prepared or God isn't with us, we will fail. Do we want to fail? No way! We want to listen to the Lord and be obedient to what he's telling us. Do we think that would be a good thing to do? I hope so. But why do we have to wait? As Alex was talking about this morning. Are we there yet? (laughs) In short, because God has told us to. The Lord's timing and plans are often different to ours. Thank you, Jesus. Last week I told you about the picture I saw of a rock. It's a reasonably decent sized rock that I saw. Which I believe God is saying is what Macclesfield's like. The people's hearts here are like rock. Now what sort of seed can you grow on a rock? Nothing. Nothing that I know of. 
Does this mean that we should move on and leave this place to Satan? Certainly not. Because God loves everyone and wants to see everyone saved. You might think people's hearts are like rock. That sounds pretty harsh, but what we're saying is they're not, they might be nice people, but they're not open, they're not receptive to hearing about the truth of God. But God, the, um, the rock needs to be broken open so that the seed can be planted in the proper soil. God revealed that there is a hairline crack in this rock and with the proper chisel put into the crack and with a decent whack from the hammer, it will be broken open. Now at this stage we don't know what or where this crack is so um, that it will allow these rock-like hearts to be broken open and what we need to do to apply the godly chisel to achieve this. It is only the Lord who can show us when he knows we're ready. I'm sure most of us have heard the story of Mary and Martha in the Bible. When Jesus visited their house, Martha was consumed by all the things she thought she had to do to prepare a meal for everyone. She complained to Jesus that her sister Mary wasn't helping her because she was being lazy, just sitting around listening to him. But Jesus told her there was only one thing worth being concerned about and Mary had discovered it and it wouldn't be taken away from her. Mary was like a sponge who longed to absorb everything that Jesus had could give her whereas Martha was worrying and wearing herself out on things that seemed important and valuable to her but she didn't have her focus on Jesus. As a church, we need to make sure that our focus is always on Jesus and what he's saying to us and where he's leading us. Otherwise, we will be ineffective in furthering the kingdom of God in this place. If we try to break this rock in our own strength, our hammer will just bounce off with no effect. And our efforts will be wasted. And if we keep trying, come on, we've got to keep trying, we've got to keep doing something. We'll just wear ourselves out with fruitless labour. If instead we wait for the Lord and rely on his spirit to reveal what the crack represents and how to break it open, we can plant a crop in this place that brings a great harvest for the kingdom of God. And we're not the first people that have had to wait on the Lord. If we look particularly at the Old Testament and Israel... They always seem to be waiting. Admittedly, often it was because of their own disobedience. For example, they had to wait 40 years wandering through the wilderness before they could enter the promised land. After they were exiled in Babylon, it was 150 years before they had returned to Israel, rebuilt the temple and the walls around Jerusalem and fully re-established their covenant relationship with God. And how long did Israel have to wait for the Messiah? A long time. The tragedy is when he came, most of them didn't recognise him because they were looking for the wrong things. They weren't properly prepared. We don't want to fall into the same trap as the Israelites. But I 
do believe there's another story from the Bible that also applies to our church. After Jesus was resurrected from the dead, he told the disciples to wait in Jerusalem until they received power from the Holy Spirit. And I believe we are in a similar position as a church. After Jesus ascended into heaven, the disciples would have thought they had lost him again and felt the grief of being separated from him and maybe some confusion as to where they go from here. I believe we are in a similar situation now. As Daryl has gone to be with the Lord and we are left without his strong guiding presence which established this church. So there is grief at his loss and a sense of where to from here. I think God is giving us time to settle and regroup before we move on to our next adventure with God as a church. So we need to wait with the Lord and regain our strength so we are ready to move forward with God when and wherever he calls us to follow him. So at this stage we don't know what we will experience as we wait on the Lord but there's no doubt he will be with us building and renewing our strength and comforting us no matter what we have to go through. So as we wait, let's be like Mary who chose the better way, which is to sit at Jesus' feet, to focus on him and learn from him and enjoy his presence. Well, what do we do as we wait? What what does this waiting look like? Well, as I've been saying through this, we need to keep our focus on the Lord. So some people think that waiting means doing nothing, just sitting around and wait for the Lord to do everything for us. But we're not just waiting, we're waiting on the Lord. That means getting to know him. Not that we don't already know him, but as with any relationship, we can always get to know people better. And we do that by spending time. Spending time with Jesus and participating in what he's doing. So just as Mary did, sitting at Jesus' feet with a passion and desire to find out as much about him as we can. So this shouldn't be something where we're reluctant. We get to spend time with Jesus. That's amazing. It's a privilege. And it's a joy when we do. To learn and understand all he wants to teach us. Immersing ourselves in his word. And by setting aside special time with Jesus, just like he did with his father. It often says he went to a quiet place to be with his father. Praying and seeking the Lord is how we become spiritually fit as we wait on the Lord. And it's not so much our strength that grows, but our trust and faith and reliance on the Lord and his power and strength. In the Isaiah verse today, there was a promise. It says, those who wait for the Lord will renew their strength. And the promise is they will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. That's supernatural. 
Ask any athlete, they always grow weary. But spiritually, this is what we're talking about here. And how do eagles soar? It's on the air. So spiritually we soar by the breath of God who gives us life. The breath of God breathed into Adam. And when we receive his breath of life, we can soar like eagles in a spiritual sense. And two weeks ago, Anne shared with us a message on praise is the power of heaven. Praise is very important as well. I'm not going to speak about that now. If you want to know more about that, have a listen on our web, website. Because praise is the power of heaven as well. <laughs> So as we continue to live like this as individuals and when we come together as a church, our love of the Lord will grow and Christ's character will grow within us. I'm talking about the fruit of the Spirit, his love, his joy, his peace, patience, which we've already talked about, is one that will grow as we're waiting. Goodness, kindness, Faithfulness, gentleness and self-control will become evident in our way of thinking and in our actions. When the Lord thinks we're ready and mature enough and walking obediently with him, he will show us where the crack in the rock is and what the chisel and hammer is that we need to use to open up the hearts of the people in Macclesfield to receive the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So as we wait for the Lord to renew our strength, we'll not just be sitting back passively and waiting for God to do all the work, but actively searching, praying, seeking God to be ready to hear what he's saying, see where he's leading, and understand and discern his purpose and participate in his plan for this church and for this town and this area. And we will not be moving ahead in our own strength and power but we will be guided and learn to live in the power of his Holy Spirit. Amen.